Hello and welcome to How Rude and Exhaustive Deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is Jonathan Pernasek. I'm one of your co-hosts. And to my immediate right is another fellow who is right by my side, stalwart and steady. <laughs> my hand is on his shoulder. No. Intimacy. His name is Brandon. Brandon, now say your name. <laughs> Hi, although it's been said twice, I am Brandon Shockney. Brandon Shockney. Yeah, and we also have a very special guest with us today, um, the one and only... Adam D- Archer. Oh, all right. I thought... <laughs> no, that's fine. The way you reacted to his intro, I didn't want you to have to do that for me. Oh. Adam Archer using his head and mouth and teeth and tongue. To talk with you and us today. I'm, it's a poem I'm writing. I'm to Jonathan's left. Yes, I, yeah. to my immediate left. Adam, we are glad you are here today to talk about the episode, I love it. Joey's Place. Mm. Uh, before we dive in, what is your context or relationship to Full House? I would love to talk about that. I, uh, You have 20 minutes. Thank you very much. <laughs> then my, we'll move uh, into the next segment. <laughs> my parents got divorced when I was real young, and uh, I would go back and forth on the weekends to visit my father. And TJF was what we did, um, right when because I got we got there around six or seven, and that was right about the time it started because he was Eastern time, so oh. it, things started at seven as opposed to the eight p.m. primetime spot. So TJF started right when we got home, and uh, we would always watch that. Um, Full House was always fun. wasn't my favorite, but it was mm-hmm. pretty important. That whole you know two hour block, block of, of time, thirty yeah. minutes. At that time, what would have also been in that two-hour block? Because it changed, It you know. changes so much. There was Family Matters. My favorite... I don't know if I can recall at the time of uh, when, when it was really... When I was associating it with divorce and things like that. But my favorite block of time was... Everything was just colored. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a haze of slow motion. Uh, and then... It, so it was Full House, Family Matters, Step-by-Step, Boy Meets World... Okay. I believe there was a, a when those four were mm-hmm. like sort of anchoring it. Then dinosaurs came in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But those four were my 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 go to uh, TJFs. I did not realize that the TJF block is a lot older than I thought it was. I always associate it with that yeah. batch of shows you just referenced. Mm-hmm. But it actually started way earlier than Perfect that. Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers and like Mr. Belvedere technically yeah. was part of the original TGIF yeah, that's lineup before my. Yeah, that was before Brandon was literally maybe even on the earth. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. How old are you, Brandon? You're. Seventeen? Yeah. Seventeen? I'm getting there. Oh, Brandon's uh, going to be able to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, Pretty soon. I hope I pass my AP government class. You're an AP? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're an AP? Your, your imaginary circumstance puts you in AP? I'm in... All right. I, <laughs> All right. <laughs> How am I going to be homecoming king and queen? <laughs> What a weird scenario and you're painting. And graduate college by the time I'm a sophomore in high school. <laughs> I'm the best. My name's Brandon. <laughs> so, anyway, so I, I, I have years and years of, of watching back, uh, reruns and uh, original ones. Good. Do you remember yeah. Joey's Place specifically? No. Or Okay. I remember this era, this era of Joey finding his, like... I remember, like, when he didn't live in the garage. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything. No! <laughs> uh, and when how he ends up at the end of the episode. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> if you can, give us just a really quick rundown of what happens in this episode. Like, just sure. a couple of sentences. Sure, absolutely. Uh, everyone seems to have a place in the Tanner household. And, uh, it's like a college thesis paper. <laughs> Joey uh, seems to be without a place, uh, hence the title. But Joey's w- without a place in a lot of areas of his life, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of out of place with a family in general. He doesn't feel like he has a place within the Tanner household, like I said. And he doesn't feel like he has a, a strong hold of his career in comedy. Um, and all those understatements. It's a sensible, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sentiment. Uh, you know, this is pre Ranger Joe. A lot of people forget. You know, he he wasn't always that that wealthy. Nope. Um, <laughs> he wasn't getting that uh, PBS yeah. public television money. <laughs> but so he uh, and and the rest of the episode is him sort of searching for his place in all those areas. Um, with the help of the Tanners, he's able to find a place though. Good. And if you had to give this episode an alternate title, let's wipe Joey's Ooh, place from our memory. A perfect title, though. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it, yeah, yeah. It does fit. The writers were trying, like, oddly a little bit. <laughs> it seems like. In that one right. area. They were like, I want it to have a good title. Joey's let's really place. take care of Joey in this episode. I think it would be... Um... Listen to your listen to the heart inside sure. your heart. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, but it's too long. I want to say once a tanner, always a tanner. No, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. First or, of all, yeah. no answer that you would have given would have been a wrong answer. Sure, sure. Um, or the... Um, once a tanner, always a tanner. tanner. Come Jesus on. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, I think we can go with that. I think, yeah. yeah I, if I, I, I may think of one later, and I'm just going to shout it out. Okay, great. Well, let's, uh, let's dive right in. Mm-hmm. We start off with a very, very topical, very funny cultural mm-hmm. reference from Joey right off the bat. <laughs> Joey's mouth trumpet is You are doing yeah. Star Wars. You realize that. <laughs> yeah. You went... Dur, 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 dur. Yeah, it's not that. Okay, no, I know. I, it's the I monolith. Can't think, I can't it's it's the it. monolith, which is... I'll give you one more. What do you think um, it is? You don't know the reference? He's getting it now. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know the movie? Yeah. What's the movie? A 2000... One? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2000, Y2K. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's 2000, Y2K. Yeah, I've, I've never seen scene. it. Yeah, but oh, okay. I, know, I know that sequence. I'm surprised you haven't seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. I know. You're you wear a, glasses. And you're an AP uh, history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come I on. I've seen You know fictional brand would also take like a film course on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Or be uh, making a movie at the time. Ooh, I'm making my first movie. <laughs> ooh, how can I keep up with all my obligations? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, fanning myself with two hands. 2001 A Space Odyssey yes, is the is cultural the, reference. Mm-hmm. Joey is ironing? Iron quotes. On, quotes the, on the ironing board are just stacks of clothes. <laughs> that are folded. <laughs> are folded. And he just keeps, every time he goes, dun, 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 he just bats them yeah. He's like with the ironing. He's like the, the iron into the stack of clothes. We never see smoke. No. We never see anything It may not be plugged in. I'm, I'm curious. I, when I iron, I just hang, I always hang what I iron. I don't iron and then fold them. No. Is that that's not a thing, is it? No, 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 because then you're just recreating a problem. Is that what he did? <laughs> I think that's what he did. I think that's just uh in in my opinion, I think Joey's household, the way he grew up, this is how he watched his like mother iron. Yeah, I want to talk about that later. Too. Um Yeah. Well, I so I think he doesn't know. How? I think it's the the in this world that we create, which we may talk about later, Jesse, the way he does the ob- the the busy work. Yeah. Uh when he's cooking, this this line of ironing may actually fit in this madhouse in this madhouse of what they do and how they do things yeah. because they're all like just strange puppet people mm-hmm. playing house yeah. 
and they have no real human consciousness. N- none of them actually eat food. They just like cooking. Put it by their mouth and go. This like, is That's all not, like a, a Brechtian alienation process. <laughs> to, it's actually well, much more brilliant than anyone ever knows. Right. You, you say that, and that is fully supported by the scene in Michelle Michelle's room later, where the lighting yes. is so garish and strange that you can't help but realize I'm watching a television show. Yeah. These are people on a strange, alienating set. I'm trying to it's remember. Disturbing. Yeah, I mentioned it. Right now, we're sort of in a garden apartment, and there's one light directly above us, basically, for the whole... There's a few other ones, but that's what the scene looked like, so yeah. you can imagine. You can just see shadows being cast. It's like they had a lighting right above everything. <laughs> yeah. It's a stark moment in a production of Mother Courage, where it's like, Mother Courage, know your children. Um, DJ is wearing... Okay, so DJ and Stephanie come down. Yeah. They see that Joey is ironing and doing some sort of bit. And Joey, he's in a good mood. That's he's what he in does. a really good mood. That's what he does when he's in a good mood. But he refuses to tell them. They are really interested yeah. in what this news is. I bet it's because they think it's something sexual, and they're too used to Jesse telling <gasps> horrifically inappropriate he stories. He does make some strange references to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it, they're very excited. DJ's wearing what I described as a purple puffball sweater nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's as if like someone took yarn right off the roll and just tossed it at her. Mm-hmm. It's not a great look. Yeah. I know you're 10, DJ. Get it together. Get with it. Go to the mall and get something that is Go isn't... shopping or whatever you women do. Another reference. That comes into yeah. play later, yeah. Oh, man. Hey, women, when you leave the house, just do what you do. Go shopping. Putting tampons inside yourself. Who knows what women yeah. do yeah. beyond... Oh, do God. they ever have a Full House episode for that? About, the like... Pe- oh, God, I can only imagine how horribly that would go. They have to. For what? For the girls. For, like, um, DJ getting her first period. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who's going to help her? No, Rebecca, maybe Rebecca's around at that point. Or let's Kimmy? pray Rebecca is around. No, not Kimmy. Kimmy Gibbler's. Kimmy Gibbler. She's... Kimmy Gibbler is she the knows. last person. Kimmy Gibbler has seen things. Has done I do believe things. Kimmy Gibbler probably got around. But that's not that doesn't have anything I... to do with tampons. I know. We're just talking <laughs> yeah, about. Just talking he's, about he's, he's talking about she's seen some things. What we're saying she's is that you things. feel Kimmy is like an expert when it comes to like her mechanics. Like she knows her body. Oh, Kimmy knows herself real well. She sits DJ down and she's like, "Listen, straddle this mirror." Just, <laughs> that's what they do. No, keep going. Wait, what is this? They're supposed to that they women. I from what I understand, like one of the ways they get more comfortable and stuff like with their bodies is they straddle a mirror and just see what it is, like see what's in there. Oh. Was this some like '60s pamphlet? Yeah, <laughs> with like a like yeah. a weird psychedelic drawing of a girl hey, on the I cover. It's like look in a mirror. I don't know. <laughs> See your folds. What, what was the movie? Fried Green Tomatoes or something? Where Kathy Bates is, talks about doing it? Anyway. I've oh. never seen Fried Green Tomatoes. I've seen Steel Magnolias, which I've, is a prequel to Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, I've seen Fried Green Tomatoes. You haven't seen Fried Green Tomatoes, but you've seen 2001: A Space wow. Odyssey. I would oh, flip it around. I would flip it around. Wow, good reference. Um, so Joey's going. He finally reveals once Such everybody's home. Yeah. yeah, he has to wait. So we get yeah. each person comes in one at a time. The the two girls. Jesse comes home and is exterminator. And where's outfit. Michelle at this point? She's always up in her room in her crib, always. Yeah. So okay, so the two girls come in. Jesse comes in, and he I, I I quoted it. He came. He comes in with the perfect sitcom line. He goes, "Oh boy, what a day!" <laughs> oh boy, that's how he enters the scene. Yep. Yeah. And it's like if I were to do a parody of sitcoms, I guess that's how I would enter all my scenes. The only thing that's oh boy, more cliche would be "Honey, I'm home." Yeah. yeah. Honey, I'm home. Boy, what a day. The boss is coming for dinner. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm surprised we didn't My, get that. The in-laws are coming over. <laughs> you know, your mother. <laughs> good, yeah. good. We got a we got a rare occurrence of uh, Jesse in his exterminator outfit, yep. which yeah. does not happen often. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> AP English. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon, but with these term papers, we can't possibly let you into AP English. <laughs> no, please. No, college. What happened? Please. <laughs> what happened? What 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 happened? Oh, cabin, my cabin. <laughs> <laughs> All famous sit poets are just messed up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dead Poet Sobriety. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds like an improv team name. Dead, Dead Poet Sobriety. sobriety. Uh, uh, God. Hi, we just need your favorite literary work and we'll do a. Oh, Cabin My Cabin. <laughs> oh, Cabin My Cabin. Great, great. Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's another great name for a yeah. team. So, Joey's big news is that yes. he's going on a two week 16 college tour. Now, that was fascinating to me because. 16 colleges two weeks, that's a pretty... You, you're you doing work. Yeah, that's a shit ton of gigs. And as we all know of Joey's comic taste, they tend to go towards impressions, weird voices, and uh, mouth instruments. Yes. Mm-hmm. College kids in the late 80s, still 1987 technically, I think, they love goofs, gags, lighthearted, family-friendly... If we think Affair. about what was happening to to stand up during that time, I mean that was Andy Murphy Raw. That was uh, yeah. like Pryor was still doing stuff. Yeah, and so it's like that's what was popular. That's what was selling out stadiums. And then Joey's coming around with. Well, I was going to argue. I've argued with Brandon before that this is also the era we have to remember of. I mean, Gallagher. Gallagher. He's running yeah, around. You're right. He's basically in his prime at that point. And as we get further into the 90s, it's going to be Howie Mandel. And, and Yeah, Robin Williams so. is like still probably running around. Well, in the late 80s, I... he's got his film career off the ground. Mm-hmm. But it, when he was doing stand-up, it was pure voice. It was just impressions and right. shitty prop work. Now, Joey's not doing this by himself. He said he was selected of, um, among like a up-and-coming so artist. So let's say he gets probably... A six, about 10 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Is my guess. Maybe. I bet he's part of like... At least three, if not maybe four. I don't see that many people going. We out. do know that he has a fountain bit. I think that's oh, his, oh, that's his closer. Yeah, gotta be his closer. Well, yeah, he's got the fountain bit and the Abraham Lincoln head that's I in the background. That. He drags out all of his comedy shit. First of all, how irritating for the rest of the comedians in that like tight enclosed van that you know they're driving from college to college to, and all of your comedy junk is going to be in the back of this van. It's the worst. But the Abraham Lincoln head is part of his Wizard of Oz extended parody. The Abraham Lincoln head acts as the wizard, and the mouth opens up in a nutcracker fashion, and he does, I am the great and powerful Oz, and he shoots water through the mouth. Yeah. A lot of water. A lot of water work. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. But we assume it's going to be a smashing success. Well, he's he's super he's super excited about this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then immediately is like, but I don't know if I can go. I don't know if I can go. Yeah, he doesn't even work on like he's he's not doesn't even present it to Danny as if, oh, do you, how can we work this out? He just says, ah, I probably can't. It, it makes no I, sense. It's so bipolar because he's so clearly excited, yeah. but then he immediately goes, maybe he's just being passive aggressive or like he's but trying he, to set himself up for their reaction yeah. of like no Joey you have to go no, you're hilarious he, no he wants them to be like no we need you here Joey yeah. oh, you think you're he's important Joey mm-hmm. right because really I think he's t- he was too scared in my, in my opinion he said he was going to go on this tour and he like went to the bus and like Kept looked around back. and then he did a double take off 
and just like chilled in a hotel. So for maybe a couple weeks. maybe his maybe his stand up on the tour was very dark and just like <laughs> well, <laughs> tapped into some stuff because he was felt unloved and didn't really have a place. I have no family. <laughs> that was, a, that was right. a really good. <laughs> that's the perfect microphone sound for like a night that's not going well. Like. Yeah. Hey, thump, thump, thump. (laughs) (laughs) This comedy is spiraling out of control. Uh, So we see Joey rehearsing, Mm -hmm. and he's having trouble. I think he doesn't do any character work, like voices in this, but for a quick round of what I'm... I'm slightly changing the name of this segment. I think last time it was called... Jojo Go or something? Or Go Go Joe or something? Yeah, now now I want to call it Jojo a Go Go. Jojo a Go Go? So this mm-hmm. is the part where uh, we try to do uh, an impression of like what we heard in the episode. Okay. Joey didn't do any voices, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But I want to see what your interpretation is of that awful, he's got that tape recorder. Yeah. The okay. nightmarish <laughs> laughter. It's yeah. terrifying. And so, uh, Adam, you go first. What? How, how uh, do you remember that in your head? So Joey tells a, he tells... So he doesn't know what college he's going to, so he goes, oh, hey, uh, whatever college this is, and uh, go, I assume, an animal. Pushes play, and then goes, (laughs) (laughs) Good, yes, that's very nightmarish. That'll stick with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I do remember he says, they fade in. I wanted to hear him do this, but he goes, and that, of course, was George Bush. And yeah, I was going to say <laughs> yeah. George W. Bush, but no, clearly not George H. W. Bush. And and then you hear, <laughs> <laughs> like you hear a woman in the background, very specifically, like, <laughs> yeah, there is a very shrill, like, <laughs> in addition, like, why don't we do them all together? Yeah, ready? Yeah, yeah, one, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like. And the, just the gnashing of pig flesh. <laughs> it's like, oh, this there's something happening on this recording. Where did he record that? At a meatpacking district. <laughs> you know, when uh, in, in in movies, when someone sometimes goes on a drug bender, or they're hallucinating, or they're about to pass out on their feet in front of a crowd, and the it sort of goes this wobbly slow motion cam at the crowd, and they're like, uh, uh. yeah, that's what I, it sounds like. He recorded like the, <laughs> yeah. the voices in that moment, just like Jaws, like a game, uh, just like uh, food and teeth, uh, like. Uh, uh, <laughs> beer like half, like pretzel bits just half of his bit relies on the fact that he gets this reaction from his audience because he spends most of the time just going oh stop it he oh, does call it a on. confidence builder though yeah well a, an actual comedian would just say to themselves like I know that I have to potentially hold for laughter I'm not just gonna burn through my material like a maniac you don't have to have some sort of like here's my little laugh machine a fucking confidence booster. He knows he's bad. That's why yeah. he needs that yeah, confidence booster. Yeah, he definitely booster. knows he's bad. There's an episode later, much later in the seasons, and he has to open for Wayne Newton, and you get to see basically a three-minute Joey set of actual, like, he's going. Oh, man. And oh. It, he uses the cut it out when the audience is laughing at him. He's like, come on, come on, come on, cut it out. I, I wish he would deliver it like that. Come on, come on, come on, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. I don't doubt it. Mm. I uh, so he's rehearsing. He's trying to he's trying to rehearse, but uh, Adam is. By the way, Adam is being eaten alive by, my by chair. the chair. I'm good though. I'm good. I'll pop up st- when I when okay. I need to. Yes, yes. You're back. <laughs> 
Yeah. He, you're not, you were not eating a lot. Um, Stephanie's running around in her honeybee outfit, so we get a callback to this yeah. weird Girl Scout thing that the girls right, do. Right, they don't, they're not brownies, they're like... The honeybees. The honeybees. And she's got like Flight of the Bumblebee like on a little pink radio, mm-hmm. and Joey's like about to have a conniption because he's like, I need to rehearse. I have to but practice there's... my laughter reactions. Right. Danny comes in with a stack of those crazy, enormous Big, yeah. VHS tapes. Back when they were placed in boxes that were like made out of nuclear reactor plastic, like radiation would never get through this. Uh-huh. And Danny's like, "Oh, I have to go edit together a basketball blooper reel," which we were kind of flustered by because I don't know if he said edit, but at the very least, he has to watch however many hours of basketball. How often do we get to see Danny's room? Have you seen it yet in this in the first season? No, I don't think we have, but I feel like I have a vague memory of. The girls being in his bedroom. I mean, bedroom we, I'm at some sure point. it pops up later, but like, I just now I imagine like a wall of televisions and like all this splicing and editing equipment for the for the film. <laughs> just this like weird grimy. I room said, knock before screens. you enter. <laughs> no, I just imagine he goes into his room and like everything's where it was when Pam died. Like her brush is still like on a vanity. He's and, never like, even been to work. He just leaves nope. the house. There's like some hairs in the brush that like are just sort of laying down. There's like that indent in the bed. That's of what her, it is. Yeah. Like... And he just touches it slightly and goes, "Good night, Pam." And this week on the NBA, <laughs> he's like making sounds out of the door, like basketball, basketball. <laughs> That's the sound he makes. Basketball, basketball. I have to go interview Ernie Hudson again. <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Yeah, he played a boxer in another episode, and we were like, "This is weird." <laughs> Ernie Hudson's here to visit us. Um, Honeybee callback. We got that. Oh, so Joey goes up to Michelle's room. The creepiest thing in the world. Michelle's door is closed. The lights are on. She's in her crib. No one's. There's we, no baby monitor. We go back to the Brechtian alienation of the audience. I think here, and we touch on the idea that. This household does it exists in a world outside of ours. <laughs> yep, where everything is is slightly stranger, like everything just takes a, a step to the absurd in in all the little things. You sound like you're uh, introducing an episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> this house. Imagine this... a house where each room is its own world, independent of all the other worlds. <laughs> and well, what's even creepier is <laughs> as we go into Michelle and she's in this room with the lights on by herself with a parrot that just records everything you say. <laughs> There's a there's a voiceover that yes. does, that makes is her crib noise as she's sitting in a crib. Apparently, a thirty year old, forty year old man is doing yeah. baby noises in a microphone for her. Now, see, I've always thought it was a woman, but I love the fact that you heard it and you were like, "That's a man." That's a man. A ba ba a bi bu bi. That's what it sounds like. A ba bi bi. A ba bi bi Joey. Drake, we need you to not say "I ba baby Joey." A ba bi bi Joey. Come here, pick me up. <laughs> pick me up. What if? So man with a beer gut. If I was, this is already close to a horror movie, but if I was editing it. Sure. Know, I would have the parrot say something that, say something, because yeah. there's no way Michelle could have said it. Right. And then it would have been like, tonight they die. Yeah. Like, and have the parrot say that. Yeah. That Blood moon. Michelle's what? Like, Blood moon. <laughs> I didn't realize the parrot recorded things. It's, I, it says, I missed says that. what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I it missed that gag Joey entirely. Yeah. Ugh, what a weird, great toy. Yeah. I'm sure that parrot will do a great job raising Michelle as she just sits in her own filth. <laughs> so, I guess it was nap time, but she naps a lot in this episode. But so, yeah, so Joey's in that room and he says, well, I'm not going to be able to get any work done here. 
This is a fucking baby. This <laughs> a baby's gonna be staring at me, not laughing. Jeez. Laugh, baby. <laughs> You're funny, Jiggy. <laughs> oh, he, baby talks like Brandon. <laughs> funny Joby. This baby's an AP Funny Joby. <laughs> Brandon, uh, we want to. We want to. We're, we're so glad that you're doing so well. We want to put you in remedial English. No! What? Not with the Dum Dums. No. <laughs> They're reading Huckleberry Finn, <laughs> no. but the Classics Illustrated version of Huckleberry Finn with drawings. <laughs> so Joey goes to the garage. He's doing his fountain bit, Classic. as we have referenced. Oh, we, I also want to note that he tries to go into Jesse's room, and Jesse's got. We know Jesse's writing songs because he has his glasses on. Yep. He's just like, good luck. You know, he's probably writing that same fucking song he's writing in every episode where he's like, she's a woman. No, no, no. She's a lady. No, no, no. She's, she's shopping. Mo- no. What? <laughs> yeah. She's shopping for shoes. Uh, I was about to go into it. She's chopping broccoli, apparently. Chopping broccoli. It's a better song than what Jesse wrote. And then Deej actually tells Jesse to turn it down. Yeah, it's weird. Which was, I don't think... It, a moment that wasn't necessary. It wasn't. But once again, in the Tanner house... And in the shooting, it was very necessary. Also, it's not set up... He doesn't have it hooked into an amp. All you hear is, like, just the very light plucking. Yeah. It's like, yeah, DJ's like, oh, my homework, I'm 10 years old, I need concentration. He goes down to the garage. DJ comes down. They have a long scene. It's very long and very, like... They we get the point. interestingly, in that... <laughs> if, if, if she... Let's say they played it the same way, but DJ was 30. Yeah. That would have been... That would have been the meat cute. It would, yeah, it would have been a romantic comedy scene where yeah. they're like sort of griping about their respective living situations, how they each live in a room that's part of its own reality. They they then talk and then they say the same thing in unison, like they yeah. did uh, the. Not that I'm complaining. Yeah. Is, is that, that a bit that they've done before in the in the series? Because they no. said like, oh, this is what we say. No, I think just for the purposes of this scene, they were like, this will be a really funny, like, recurring line. It must have been a hectic writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> just sweaty men, like, uh, just dabbing their necks. Uh, we gotta break this story. I, I just we gotta break overweight it. overweight 50-year-old virgins writing for us. Oh, oh, how sweet. Oh. Just like tight pants. Just like, oh, my pants are so tight. Why are they so tight? on it. Oh, our pants. Our collective pants are tight. I'm doing a venting machine run. Anybody want something? Jeff, I, Jeff Franklin, Creta Foothouse. What do you think? Creta Foothouse. Jeff Franklin, you created Foothouse. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just who a... is this Mugu guy pan Asian stereotype no, you're doing? That's not what what do you think, Kung Fu Master? That's not what I was Raphael, saying. you must lead your brothers. No, it's not Splinter from Teenage Ninja Turtles. You literally said something to the effect of you know nothing. What you doing? No, just because I said the word tink. You, you what did you? Did you? I didn't hear that part. No. Instead of think. My gosh. Let's just let's just rest a I, second I, in this yeah. moment of understanding that Brandon maybe has no. some latent no. racism. That's not Brandon assumes the writers for. room is full of stereotypical. No. Yeah, the writers room like they're like they're bored, so they like they put tape on their eyes and they're no. like, oh, that's so sorry. <laughs> Brandon's in the middle going, <laughs> that's funny, Frank. Brandon's now in the writer's room (laughs) after he graduated from AP college. No, I'm not a bad person. (laughs) If you have remedial English skills, you could write for Full House. I think you could could make that happen. They have a... a, I I notice I I take two notes of it 
while I was watching it that Joey confines and puts some deep shit on the little on the girls. Like that conversation with DJ, that was not a childhood con- like yeah. no. he was really like I don't feel like you guys really care for basically. And then he he leaves at one point and he goes, "All right, bye Michelle. Maybe they'll see me again if they care." Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. last thing he says. Yeah, he goes on the tour and he, he just yeah, dumps this on the baby. Poor little Michelle. They just who are these why talk to an adult. Yeah. Talk to an adult in a real way as opposed yeah. to trotting out this cavalcade of 1930s Hollywood impressions, yeah. you maniac. There's a very cute moment where he is talking to Michelle in that moment, and it proves how much better it is when they just let the baby do Be, the bit. Yeah, let the baby improvise. Because he says, uh, let the baby improvise. Let her riff. Give, let her her the, riff. give her the premise, the beats, and she'll go. She'll go. She got it. Um, and she, he says to her, I guess they don't need me, Michelle. And Michelle goes, Why? Yeah, she gives a little yeah. shoulder shrug. Yeah, she's like, why don't they need you, Joey? <laughs> and then she starts delivering a monologue. Joey, don't you understand? They all have to burn. <laughs> burn and, their faces, and Joey. The, it cuts to the parrot in the room just going... Nah, 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 blood moon. Faces, blood moon. The faces. parrot laughing that laugh. Oh, I'm very confused just by Joey's previous living situation. So later, spoiler alert, when they move him into the garage and they give him his own room, he says, where did you get all of my furniture? And they say, from your mom. Listen, yeah. And But when he's talking to DJ in the garage, he says, I remember where I used to live. It, I was a king of my castle. I had my door, my four walls. It was great. So I don't think he lived with his mom. What the inference I, is, is he had his own apartment. Yeah. yeah. Why would you move out of that apartment? I'm not thinking Joey... <laughs> that's a weird way to say something. Um, I don't think Joey had a great upbringing. Well, we his, meet his mom. His mom's a real we, we jokester. We met his mom once, yeah. Yeah. I think... They did this lawnmower bit. What if dad was like a humorless, well, horrible man? <laughs> why is he so... Well, he has. A, he must have a family that he cares about. He seems to care about this family as if he's never had one before. Mm-hmm. Especially towards the end mm-hmm. of the episode where he's like, you know, he's like, you're a tanner. Why isn't he a Gladstone? What? That's a very good question. Why does he have to be a tanner when he already is a Gladstone? His mom is very much alive. Yeah. She's alive and well. She's a... Maybe she's even more detached from human emotion than he is. Oh. She's such a jokester that he's like, Mom, I, I'm really she's, depressed. I just want to have a real conversation She puts with a whipped you. cream in his face, like whipped cream pie. <laughs> she puts banana peels like all over the house, and he's like, this house smells like rotting bananas, Mom. And he's broken his leg three times. She has dementia, and he has to put her in a home. Yeah. That, that's what happens in the episode? Well, between the, between the episode where we saw his mother yes. and this one, I assume that's it, what happened. I, anyway, I, I... The Tanners put her in. They took all her furniture, <laughs> and they were like, this woman's crazy. They forced, they forced Joey. He was like, I don't know if this is right. And they were like, do it, Joey. Do it, Joey. Yeah. Put your you're mother t- in a you're home. You're a Tanner you're now. You're a Tanner now. No! We'll take all her furniture and put her in her room. <laughs> Danny's drunk. Um, yeah, oh, so jumping into the next scene, Joey shows uh, Jesse this crazy bulletin board. It's a cork board mm-hmm. with Monday through Friday, and he's listed all of the kids' activities. And he says all of the cards that are, he says the card in green is DJ's dental appointment. There are at least six green cards. <laughs> On different days. Yeah, so she's getting her entire mouth redone. Yeah, well, yeah. DJ loves candy. <laughs> is that part of her character? Is that part of oh, the yeah. canon? Oh, yeah. DJ was like... She's a candy nut? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Candace Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, hey... Uh, call I, me... Call me Candy Cameron. Call me Candy 
She went up to Jeff Franklin. She's like, I have some ideas. I have some thoughts about my character. You're not too far off, Brandon, because in the later in the episode, she goes, did I just say I wanted vegetables? We all know that DJ's a candy holic. She wanted to give herself a filter that DJ could view everything through, and it's a candy filter. He also references a card color that's not on there. It's oh, like does a, he? Yeah, he says something like, in the blue one, but there are no blues. It's like white, pink, and green. And he says like the the, the blue one is the, a pickup or something like that. And the blue the blue cards are the ones where you guys remember me. <laughs> this is the it. moment in the day Do where you there's none on there. You'll remember that Joey is a part of your life and that you love Joey. Yeah. Right. Right. Hmm. Right. I'll just leave Michelle. This, I'll just leave this stack of blue cards blank by the table, and if you guys want to put it on the board, I also recorded myself doing uh, Popeye, Bullwinkle, Pee Wee. If you ever miss me, the parrot, you can just play the parrot, and he'll do my bits. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz bits, Steph? You love the Wizard but of Oz But then parrot. that backfires on him because the parrot starts going to comedy clubs and becomes wildly more successful than him <laughs> using his material. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! yeah. Uh, Adam, please explain Jesse's uh, 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 kitchen busy work for us even oh, more I, Yeah, I'll do my best. The uh, We were talking about the side work and the busy work that they do and how strange and absurd it is. And there's Jesse apparently has made everyone breakfast because Joey's getting ready to take the time off so jesse has moved in the caretaker for the house and he's making breakfast and it's eggs and bacon and when they say basically it's like oh is breakfast ready the camera cuts to jesse oh no he really has to do is pick up a plate like the, the eggs are already on the plate yeah ultimately the blocking is he just has to take the food to the table but he touches every single pan that's on the counter and he, then he picks bats it up. them. Yeah, bats it, picks one up, moves takes it around. A, yeah, takes a spatula, slaps the stack of eggs. Literally, I think lifts one pan and just pre- just puts it back down immediately. And all this takes place within like five seconds, maybe even less. Yeah. Just and then <laughs> yep. then it's done. And then he picks everything. I was like, all right, bacon. Yeah, Stamos is, Stamos is like potentially like almost giving a middle finger. But this at is this sta- point. This to is the Stamos's show. big scene. Uh, no, 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 later. Acts. He acts soon. Later when he makes t- chicken, what does he make? Chicken tetrazzini, yeah. mashed potatoes, and an awful looking salad. And then a bowl of just like, what, the contents Devil of eggs. a... Deviled eggs. but then a bowl that just has the contents of what a Bloody celery Mary would stalks. have. Yeah. yeah, it's like tomatoes, and just, yeah, really long celery stalks that like DJ like chomps Work. on because she's Work. starving. Yeah, so there's a salad bowl filled with salad, and then along the edge of the salad bowl... There are, there's celery and uh, red peppers sticking up like a fortress or meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Salad. It's yeah. quite gourmet. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's quite fancy. I, and I think John John Stamos found out this episode was like very centered around David Coulier, and he was like, "You, gotta, mm. you guys got to write me a scene. Yeah, you got to write me a funny bit yeah. in there. You want Uncle Jesse on this show or not? Yeah." You want, you want the, the star? Do you want the sex appeal that I bring to this show? Because you know that's what I bring, right? My nasty hair yeah. that like goes into my own shirt right now because it's so long. It's too it's long, oh, even I'll, for the time. Also, go ahead and throw in a bit about how I fucked a girl all night. <laughs> Could you please? Yeah, there's a reference. Throw to that. away line. Oh, yeah. When am I gonna get? What's my next girl of the week? We've had Roxana. We've had Adriana. When am I gonna get a nice I pair of rubies? Uh, I need another Anna. Yeah, Veronica, Samantha. There's the, the, Brandon's referencing a. Uh, a, a moment in the show where Danny goes, "When'd you?" Uh, he Jesse goes, "I thought of this last night," and Danny goes, "But you had a date last night," and he goes, "I stayed up all night." 
There's a hot fucking bear back all night. <laughs> Jesse doesn't wear condoms. Fuck that. No, you can no. tell. He's Greek, too. Like, yeah, he's like, old I'm school, clean. old world. I'll just pull out, he makes baby. Weird, yeah, as he's like playing his guitar as he does it. She's a woman. She's, She's a, a lady. And after he finishes, oh. he's like, go shopping. Go shopping. With no, I, I have no money. I'm a horrible rock star. Um, there's a lot of gags where Jesse's like in charge of the house now. Um, we see him with Michelle. He's mm-hmm. very, uh, now he like loves Michelle. He's like very goo goo gaga with her. Giving her ice cream from the finger. The jazzercise ice cream is just back. That's the classic full house brand. It's an aerobics woman just like on the side. Really? It's yeah. not a real clear brand Weird. at all. Um, it's Neapolitan, I think. Yeah. So, but Joey's left Jesse a surprise. What's that surprise that he did not inform Jesse about oh, at yeah. all? Yeah. Uh, yeah, jo- Joey runs this, like, crazy Tuesday... Uh, he watches, like, six kids. Yeah, play group. Yeah, I think it's, it's play insane. group. Why would you not tell him about that? Yeah, especially after that, you had that board full of, like, specific details. Yeah, I'm Mr. Organized. Yeah. Maybe it was on the corkboard because Jesse sort of regarded that corkboard with like, yeah, whatever the fuck. Like, hey, I'm fuck cool. you. I'm cool, Dad. I I'll gotta... figure it out. I'll figure it out. You He's can't tell, but song. Jonathan is uh, brushing hair off of his shoulders right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like blobs of like hair. Just bleh. What is, what is possibly even more unsettling about this strange world that they live in is that Joey didn't tell any of the parents. Yeah, all the moms show up and they're like, where's, oh, who are you? Yeah, where's Joey? But they don't have that concern that's in your eyes. They're like, oh, hey, where's Joey? Yeah. Oh, you're in charge? Great. Here's my kid. They didn't say, he, he Joey didn't say, oh, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Your children will not be able to be watched by me. They just, just leave. And they, he didn't talk to, yeah, he didn't talk to moms like, hey, just so you know, yeah. this dude, Jesse, he's a pervert. He's a rock and roll musician. He probably does drugs. He's going to be looking after your children. <laughs> your three-year-old children. The kids Who in all that hate scene. Him immediately? They all hate him. Oh, yeah. They all adopt these, like, like little crisscross rapper poses, like meh, and, arms crossed. And then it's like a cutaway. I thought that was gonna be like an extended bit. No. And th- did you want it to be? No. Okay. Well, don't wish for <laughs> well, things you don't God. want. I-, I wonder because Jesse seems like the type that young kids would respond well to. Well, not when he gets all sassy with him. Yeah, he did get pretty sassy. He's like, listen, you little fuck tots. Yeah. I'm gonna slap <laughs> the blood out of your mouth if yeah. you don't fucking fall in line. And they're like, kill him, rip his teeth <laughs> out. They get a laundry fight. They what? They get in a laundry a, fight. Called, yeah. The, yeah. One of the three-year-olds says, laundry fight. I'm like, kids don't know the word laundry. Yeah. <laughs> they barely know if those are clothes. Like, that's a three-year-old, like, that's laundry. <laughs> Good what for you. I don't know. Start fight. I, I would have laughed out loud if they'd been like, kill him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, they all jumped on it. And what kind, of, ah! what kind of upbringing is that? Like, like, they've been to this house for two minutes. Yeah. They know the rules of this house. Yeah, Joey must do shit like that. Joey must have laundry fights with them. But the second they see a crack in the foundation, they're like, let's chip away at this. We're kids. We love chaos. Joey's gone. Let's burn the whole thing. (laughs) Back to that writer's room, and those guys are like, I bet kids would be like this. Yeah. Our kids are interesting, right? (laughs) Hold on. I got to purge myself. (laughs) Must make room for more donuts. (laughs) I made donut tetrazzini for the writer's room. Uh, I made a DJ out of donuts. A donut DJ? Like a voodoo doll DJ made out of, like, crawlers and bear claws? Yeah, whatever character they're writing for, they have to eat. (laughs) (laughs) To get their essence. What would Jesse think about this? Oh, he'd say, have mercy. I can't wait till you guys get to uh, DJ's eating disorder. 
Oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. I want to get to the episode where uh, Jesse makes a music video and it's only popular in Japan. I remember that episode very Every specifically. Every word I said would make you laugh. I'd talk forever. Ooh. What, well, is this, what is this beautiful voice that's no, appeared? I think that's that's Adam, you found... No, forget Jesse. Adam, I think you found your caller. To just sing Jesse and the Ripper songs? Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, that's, it's on his the cover band. It's Where a song live. to his twins. Spoiler alert. Um, Whoa! A <laughs> But it's just him on a bed rolling around in sepia tones. Ew. And it's anyway. dedicated to his twins? Yeah. These are my boys. It cuts between him and his twins and then him in a bed just like... Oh. I want him at some point. Wait, well, to, to be fair, the visual that we just experienced was just you running your hands through your hair like, oh, yeah. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, do you think uh, Jesse, babies. when he finds out he has twins, does one of these? Uh, twins? No, I bet he what goes. What a day. I bet, a I, bet day. It's a, I bet it's the ultrasound gimmick, the convention, just like, beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. Oh, it's a little boy. Ooh, it's half. not a metal detector. Beep, boop, 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 boop. We found a baby! Cold, cold, hot, hot. Uh, but no, I bet they say like, oh, congratulations, it's a boy. And he goes, have mercy. And then he goes, it's boys. You have twins. And he goes, have mercy. Yeah. So he does two, but then the second one's He's real like, like oh, literally, boy. give me mercy, Lord. Mercy, please. Uh, Kill mercy. one of them. <laughs> have one, one of them be absorbed. One, yeah. um, so, so where Jesse makes his own... <laughs> Sorry, that was the most like business like like. All right, all right let's get back so, on track uh, here, guys. All right, guys, breaks over. I think I think we're at the weird moment where uh, Jesse and Stephanie have a kiss. Well, uh, well, we 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 that's we're at the time where <laughs> uh, where yeah. Jesse has prepared that meal. We we were talking the about awful when, meal. Yeah. yeah, Danny comes home late, late and, and you predicted this. Yeah, he didn't tell Jesse that he was coming home late, so. Danny and Jesse have the classic 1950s, very sexist. It's ar- so sexist. It's so outdated. Of Jesse as a woman saying, "You were home. You didn't tell me. I prepared this dinner. It's chi- dry now. Yeah, my chicken's dry now, and the children are starving. Yeah. And Stamos just there's a way I guess you could play it to where the joke would still be hacky, but man, he really just goes out of his way to. I think he's pointing a finger like this is really like dumb, and I'm gonna like. I completely so. overplay it. I could see Stamos doing that. Yeah. Um, Stamos I, seems a bit of a s- smart kicker. I wrote down, um, Jesse pretending to be a woman is probably based on Danny's ex-wife and mo- and uh, his mother-in-law. This is the closest look we'll get to how Pam would act. Uh, and by ex-wife, you mean... Dead wife. Dead wife. Dead wife. He's not a divorcee. He's widower. a widower. Yeah, he's a widower. So Jesse's sister, Danny's wife, has died, and I'm guessing that Jesse is pretending to be... Pam. This woman. So you and think he's doing some like sick psychosexual? I think it's impression. very. I think it's very strange, and I also think that Jesse's track record with women is based off of the some horrible relationship he had with his mother, Danny, uh, Danny's mother-in-law, because he he's running through. We're him. getting into the uh, kind of fucked up Oedipal is, complexes that like drive the Tanner family. Yeah, which is why I think Danny is like silent through this entire like sh- just taking thing. it all in, and like, he's just like Pam. And the girl, yeah. <laughs> well, like, hold on, wait a minute. Seeing so Danny will ultimately say once a tanner, always a tanner, whatever the fuck. But Jesse's not a tanner. He still has the same last name yeah. that he's always had, which is not Tanner. But he's got the blood. Uh, it, yeah, and what's so funny is that we still not made that pass into the part of the show where his name is Ketsopoulos. Yeah, right, right now he's it's something else. It's Cochran, I think. I'm Cochran, pretty sure it's yeah. Jesse Cochran, which is insane. Yeah. 
Oh. He made them change it so it would they be more it. Greek, which is bizarre. What a weird demand of an actor. Uh, do you think, is there an episode where he's like, he's like, this is basically my slave name. I'm going to change it back to Kasopoulos. <laughs> this is what the government gave me. No, you're coming up with good episodes, though. Like, I want to see the episode where, like, Kimmy talks to DJ about, you know, period blood. Why would I say that out loud? That's not a thing, a secret this that I need to reveal. This like DJ. I know what boys like. Kimmy, no, you don't. I know what guys <laughs> want. No, you don't. They want egg breath. Egg breath? <laughs> they oh, want sloppy Kimmy, tits. Kimmy Gibbler does have egg breath. And her feet smell awful, if I remember correctly. That's a recurring joke. Yeah, that's a big... Kimmy's only been in one episode so far. Kimmy's disgusting. She really she's disgusting. Is. They d- they already have described her as an airhead in the one episode she's been in, but she hasn't actually done anything weird. She's just like DJ's friend. She's just a normal kid. And she's probably poor. And the tanners, I say that because the tanners are so affluent, and in, in, yeah. in, in their place it, within the neighborhoods of San Francisco, they have this beautiful townhouse. Mm-hmm. Technically, four stories, because the, if you include the ground level, now, which yeah. and then the attic eventually turns. I mean, it's a mansion. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, sure. And they drive this classic red Mustang. Well, and they have the money. Like, okay, so the big question throughout this episode is: We realize Joey has a, a sort of a crowd problem. He can't find any privacy. He needs right. his own room. And Danny finally decides that they're going to hire a contractor to remodel the entire garage and turn it into a bedroom in a week and a half. In a week and a half, because they come up with this idea post Joey leaving yeah. Yeah. for the tour, mm-hmm. and they ha- yeah, they must be. Coming up with some sort of funds to I would, do this project. Yeah, I would guess that renovation. I mean, they carpeted everything. The banisters were done on the steps. I mean, it was in the bathroom got redone. I, we're looking at a twelve to fifteen thousand dollars job, probably. Yeah, yeah it's and not how much a simple did it cost job. To move the furniture from wherever Joey's from. Yeah, well, yeah, from his mom's house. So like it's totally his room furnished. is still set up at his mom's house probably yeah they, well and also the bookcases have like books like it's so furnished that it's it doesn't make any elaborate. sense yeah yeah it's like well Joey's gonna have to buy something realistically he would have to like do something to that room himself no it's all set up he's ready to move in immediately I mean don't get Danny's no fool guys Danny's no fool Danny he sure he did this for Joey but we're looking at resale here guys. <laughs> Oh, he's boosting the property yeah, value. Yeah. Sure. Well, we just amped this out. I mean, he spent 12, but now that probably added 20, 20 Gs to the Picasso. Well, Adam, let's make no mistake. He's never moving out of that house. That's no. the house where Pam died. When <laughs> she was true. giving... They tried to do a home birth for Michelle. Is this your, your theory? I My theory, and I've said this many times, is that uh, she died giving birth to Michelle. Michelle will never know her mother. And they tried to do a home birth in, like, a pool. Like, they set up, like, a pool in that bedroom where he goes every night. And... Like, they had a midwife, and the midwife was, like, kind of sketchy. And she was like, no, no, it's fine. It's going very well. It's fine. Wait a second. We're back to very broad stereotype. <laughs> I meant to do, like, like a gypsy Russian, like, oh. it's fine. The baby is fine. Give me your baby. The, the baby is cursed. This curse, one must die for the you other would to have, live. You would have the riches of the world, but be denied the pleasures of your wife. <laughs> no! I mean, sure, but... <laughs> yeah, so Joey comes home. I mean, we're basically done, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Comes back from the tour. We never hear a word and about the, how it went. Yeah, we assume it's terribly. And they tell him, "Oh, uh, he realizes the alcove doesn't look like shit like it normally does, which must mean something's up because mm-hmm. it looks like a house now, not like a weird house with a fucked up gag shop set up in the back with like X-ray glasses and like." farting baby dolls or whatever the fuck he's got back there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they tell him, oh, your shit's in the garage. 
Yeah, and they're eating. They're playing a board game, Monopoly. Yeah, and mach- there's a bit we we didn't really talk about where uh, Stephanie has been given the, endowed with the responsibility of giving the warning sign if Joey walks into a room. Mm-hmm. The duck, and the, she has to say the duck flies at midnight. Oh boy! Right. Yeah, there's a running thing about Stephanie not knowing how to like be say the word. lookout. Yeah, um, say words. She doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> and so uh, Joey comes in, and she says the duck flies at midnight. And then they're just assholes to Joey. Yeah, well, they're like oddly cold. Yeah. If they, 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 I think they think they're hinting towards something, but what they come off as is just oddly reserved. And Joey's like, hey, guys, like, you, are you just going to throw me out in the gutter? And they just go, go into the garage, oh, Joey. Joey. Go into the garage okay. and see your stuff. This is probably the most well acted moment of the show. Is this, is the final, like, 34 45 seconds or something like that when they actually go into no well that scene where it's like okay like if i was directing a movie and this was the script i would probably do it like that if you were directing a movie where the script was 24 minutes long (laughs) you're making a short film there'd be a lot of for a festival yeah 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 yeah. i can't believe this 24 minute script got turned into a 90 minute movie (laughs) pretty epic a lot of san francisco vistas like yeah. Golden Gate Bridge, it's very beautiful. <laughs> very um, long establishing shots. The uh, and so and so eventually, there Joey's like, so you just throw all my stuff in the garage? You fucks! I'll kill you! <laughs> why don't I? Why don't I? Why don't I pack it all up and just leave? Oh, he says, uh, where, where did you uh, send all my oh, mail? Yeah. The, the gutter. Michelle told me what to do, and I didn't he, listen. Even when he's angry, he's making jokes. It's true because he's you know never, why they, that hard. He's never known how to deal with a serious matter because of his mother. You can't spell you can't spell jokes without J O E. Joey. So they go down. <laughs> so he goes downstairs, and his immaculate the, the shitty garage has been turned into everything. And what's funny is that as you guys were asking questions to debunk what has just happened, they were answering them. What happened to all the shit in the garage? And then they're like. The, Immediately, asked, yeah. DJ's like, we moved it upstairs. Yeah, for once the writers were like, maybe we should cover our tracks what, a little bit. What about the car? We'll park on the street. Will which, you? Yeah, which is gonna be tough. Yeah, those streets are crowded. I assume. Yeah, and narrow. And if I narrow. remember uh, my readings about San Francisco. But no one's leaving that house anyway. <laughs> no, excuse me, librarian. <laughs> what books do you have on the great city of San, San Francisco? Francisco? I heard they call it Cisco there. Open your golden gates. You'll let nobody wait outside your door. San Francisco, here is your wanderer. <laughs> Don't let him wander no more. That beautiful voice. Yeah, San Francisco song, I know. Um, is that a Jesse and the Ripper song? I think that might... Well, it's going to have to be one. Every word I said. <laughs> Touching myself in a silk bed. <laughs> it's really good. So, Cuckoo, could you? <laughs> and then it ends with them tickle fighting on the bed. Wrestling. But that, it will... I uh, glanced uh, over right... <laughs> My throat! If there hadn't been, my throat. There hadn't been music that took Oprah that far, <laughs> that's what you would have heard. Stephanie just turns into like what this if... goblin and just starts biting. So they She's do the throwing. shot. They do the shot where they jump on the bed and they're tickling. It's like, but the camera's panning to the right, back to those. It's two sets of stairs that lead down to this room, and they pan over, and Michelle's just like standing there, <laughs> like jaw up, and just or like. What if they do a, a, a first person, a first person shot of the camera going up the stairs into Michelle's room, and she's just there by herself again, but like hanging half out of the crib, <laughs> just a broken baby, just and the parrots like looming over, being like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Blood moon. Blood moon. Blood moon. Uh, and this is, of course, this is the scene where Danny says, "Once a tanner, always a tanner." Yeah. Um, Once a tanner, always a tanner. Never get blood moon. There's, there's one thing I, I, I wrote on here that we haven't touched on yet, and you, you guys can, of course, edit this out. But uh, no editing. No editing. I do absolutely nothing in terms of editing. Okay, cool. Um, Jesse and Joey have a, a real underlying tension in this in this episode. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of strange things that they say in reference. Like the first scene when Stephanie's supposed to play Lookout, and Jesse makes that awful joke where J- J- Danny says, hey guys, I think Joey needs his own room. Mm-hmm. And J- Jesse basically goes, oh, does the poor little baby need his own room now? Yeah. Something and, like that. Yeah, and they look at him and he yeah. goes... Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why would he say that if that's a joke? Like, why would he joke like that? What? I, I'm just curious from an artistic standpoint, what are they trying to make Jesse come across as? They have set him up as, like, arbitrarily abusive of Towards Joey. Joey, yeah. That they are friends, they do get along, but also he's sort of just snide and snarky to I Joey. wonder, well, it just makes me wonder what Jesse's place is. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll figure that out in the future. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned uh, that awkward moment where Stephanie says, oh, your chicken's really good, Uncle Jesse. It's just a little dry. thank you. And then we'll recreate it. Uh, You won't see it here, but Adam, we'll watch it. I'm going to, when when they're going to go in for a kiss. Wait a second. No, we'll recreate it. We'll recreate it. So Brandon, you'll be Jesse and I'll be Stephanie. No. And like, they lean in glaring at each other and then they give each other a kiss on the mouth. But I want to time. Adam, why are you interrupting this? No. No, no. I just want to time how long the kiss, like how long they actually go okay in, so no, no. leaning in will start now one two three <laughs> five six <laughs> that's probably pretty accurate that's probably pretty accurate I kissed Brandon on the mouth actually he kissed in his teeth in your scenario Stephanie went 90 <laughs> Jesse went 10 but then Jesse went 9-8 Seven six. I don't want this. <laughs> and then Jesse bared his teeth, and then Stephanie went, "I'm fine with kissing your teeth." Mwah. It was it was strange that what you just saw. I that, agree. Well, that was beautiful. That was gorgeous. That's just Aww. two friends exploring each other. Um, <laughs> don't touch me. Don't, don't, oh my, don't touch me. He's Jesse Gonzalez all of a sudden. Oh my god. Uh, but the, 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 I thought Stephanie was like gonna kiss his nose or something. Like it looked like that. They was, shared like a. Because yeah, they, they brought it in like a bit. Like it was going to be like, oh, I thought it was going to be glaring, 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 and then like a laugh off. Like, we're laughing it off. I did not expect a mouth kiss. A nose nuzzle would have been funny. Do you guys think it's weird, that convention of like, you see it in TV, but I know it's a thing. Like, parents like kissing kids like on the mouth. Like, it just seems weird. Like, good night. No. When you're a grown ass person, that's not something you would do with your child. So why is that a part of childhood? It's weird. Weird. No thoughts on that? No. Adam's like leaning like a cool guy in his I, chair. Well, I'm, Why I'm, is that a thing? I, I'm trying to remember. I remember doing it with my parents, mm-hmm. my father and mother both. And I, I'm trying to remember. I guess it just stopped. I don't remember a conversation where they were ever like, now it's inappropriate. It just, yeah. I stopped wanting that. I think, it's, <laughs> I, think, I think it should be a law. <laughs> parents are allowed to kiss their kids on the mouth. Yeah. Gross. Your face on, in 10 to 15 years. You can only kiss them on their third eye, which is their forehead between their two eyebrows. Where their third eye is. Yeah. It's called other religions, Brandon. Maybe try opening up your mind, you racist son of a AP bitch. religion? AP religion. Were you in that? But that's not a class. We're in the interview segment now, so that means, Adam, we're going to ask you a few questions. Oh, okay. Oh, no, we're not. We have to give the award. For, okay, so this oh. is the common award for wolf-worthy fashion. Wolf. wolf. 
Oh, good for you. You, you saw it coming on. I, I can tell. So each one of us can hand out this award. Who has the worst fashion? Uh, in this episode. Oh, uh, I guess I'll start. I'm going to give it to DJ for her crazy purple puffball grape milkshake yarn sweater monster okay. that she's mm-hmm. wearing. That's Woof, DJ. That's what I say to you. Brandon? Uh... Man, I always, I always do it. Give it to Joey. Uh, He's wearing some crazy outfits today. That yellow and black like shirt that he wears—it's like a cityscape. It's like a weird black and yellow African cityscape. Yeah, African art inspired. Everything evokes Africa to me and Aztecs. His his clothes just—it's nuts. It's like the Max from Saved by the Bell. Like everything just makes me think of the Max. Oh yeah. Um. So you're gonna give it to Joey. I'm gonna give it to Joey. Joey. Woof. Woof. Um. I have a. I gotta go, Joey as well. And for the for a specific outfit, I expect Joey to be colorful and loud. Um, I think it's when he was doing his fountain bit. He had like a cardigan on. Mm-hmm. He had a cardigan over the over shirt. this because it was cold. Yeah, and it was a uh, horizontal lined, bright '80s colored shirt with Aztec designs, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the pullover or the the cardigan was a vertical lined. Mm-hmm. Multicolored shirt again, but like a base color of gray. Yeah, the the co- the button down makes me think of like a '90s Mexican restaurant owned by a white guy. Like just like this is what Mexico is. In a movie is. directed by Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that the do the right thing like yeah. logo and yeah poster design. Good lord, uh, and also um, one last thing uh, before we talk oh, wolf, to you, to Joey. Uh, woof, woof, woof. If you okay, so this is just a stream of consciousness. There is no wrong answer. Thank you. When I ask you this question, just give us the first thing that comes to your mind. What is one thing, anything, that is better than this episode of Full House? Uh, skateboarding popped into my mind. Skateboarding. skateboarding. Last week it was that's bike true. riding. Oh, wow. So yeah. A leisurely activity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's better than... Yep. I wonder if that's what our, uh, all of our guests like do some sort of like exercise activity. Yeah. Like uh, mountain climbing. <laughs> skateboarding yeah. is better than yeah. this episode. That's There's not true. an episode of Full House that's better than a lot of things. You know? Yeah. Like, I can't... I think the one where... Oh, spoiler alert. Can I? Well, you've already spoiled the twins. I know. Yeah. But when Jesse's grandfather passes. Oh, well. That's an episode. <laughs> you gasped, but your eyes were dead, Brandon. You were like, oh, no. Pop, pop, pop. That episode is, I put that in the in the rankings of my favorite TJF episodes. It, it did, on the, the strings that come out of your heart, it did the show, like, tug. grab those and, like, tug? It does, because he's, he's a fantastic actor as well. The, the Papa Gigio, I think his name is. It's great. Papa, yeah, he it is. It's like Papa Giorgio, like, yeah. so classically Greek. And there's a great scene with Papa uh, Michelle, I think, and, and Jesse on the boat, because the children always fix the adults' problems. Uh-huh. Um, As they grow older. Yeah. And now, I mean, you know, a lot, that was a lot of DJ pushing the family to be like, guys, Joey's yeah, really DJ depressed. The... Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Adam, my one question for you yes. uh, personally uh, regarding this episode is, have you ever lived in a crazy uh, living situation like an alcove or something where you're like, this is clearly not where oh, yes. <laughs> this yes. is going to work? Uh, right. Oh, gosh. There was, t- there was a stretch of time where my lease was up, and I didn't want to sign a new one because I knew I, was, I wanted to wait for my best friend to move out of her apartment, and we would... So, I uh, there's this woman... Oh, gosh, this is a long story. I'll, sh- I'll shorten it up. Bro. There's, a, there's a woman who said, hey, you can... Uh, if you walk dogs for me, you can live at this house, this beautiful house. Oh. And I was like, great. Turned out it was not that, and she was nuts. She was crazy. Um, when you say it was not that, like that's not the situation. That's not the situation at all. It was going to be a seven to eight p.m. job for like four days a week, and then I couldn't leave on the weekends, um, and oh. I, I couldn't leave the house for any more than four four hours at a time. 
Um, wow. It, it was, yeah, it was awful. And so when oh, I, man. I told her, like, and she cried every time I've ever talked to her. Because, anyway, so... It's like I, a Sunset Boulevard situation. It's very strange. Yeah. And every time we... Her dog was dying, and it should have been put down, but she was spending $3,000 a month to keep it alive. Oh, my God. How many dogs did she have overall? She had two. We... Okay. I was... I would some days be responsible for, like, eight or nine. And oh, I, yeah. I always asked her, I was like, what if I get bit? And she goes, you won't get bit. I was like, well, what if I do? Because one of the dogs has to wear a muzzle because it's an aggressive dog. And she was like, "If you, do, if you never break up a fight with your hands. Kick them away with your foot. I was like, what if I get bit? She goes, if you get bit, it's going to be your fault because these dogs... I was like, so if I get bit, I'm going to be paying? That's She's ridiculous. Like, yes. Yeah, it was awful. So I left that and I moved to... Because at that point, I didn't have a place to stay because I thought it was going to work out. So I moved in with my friend Caroline and lived in her living room, um, which was nice most of the time. But then two other guys moved in. And one stayed in the living room. The other one stayed in the kitchen. Oh, my God. The kitchen? Yeah, what the hell. It what? was very strange. And sorry, the, what's the kitchen situation? What was it? Well, it was like a, it was a separated like ki- kitchen dining room. So he lived mm. in the dining room. Okay. Um, oh my god. And uh, it was very uncomfortable. And one guy was never there. The guy in the living room was never there. But one night we were all hanging out, and one of our friends got real drunk, and I was like, "Why don't you sleep in my bed, and I'll just sleep on the floor?" And he was like, "No, I'll just sleep on this mattress." I was like, "It's not ours. It's our friends." And he's like. Well, I didn't know the guy on the floor, or who who'd normally lived on the floor. And so he was like, I'll just sleep there. I'll be gone in the morning. He's never here anyway. And I was like, all right. 8 a.m., the guy who's, who lives there walks in, and he's just, this random dude just sleeping in his bed. And uh, he looks at me and goes, and I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I put him out on Front Street. But eventually I got my own apartment. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, so that was very uncomfortable to live oh, in that man. living room. Yeah. Oh my god, my my friend Kate. Uh, at a certain point, she moved to Chicago and she found herself uh, living in the living room of an apartment that m- my friends uh, rented. And she's allergic to cats, and so I want uh, Kate to come on eventually. I, I don't think she would tell this story for any reason, so I'm going to tell it for her. And she there was a fucking cat in the apartment, so she had to create this like enormous velcroed fabric door that like completely sealed the room off and the rest of the time that she lived there for another solid maybe month or uh maybe more than that the cat just became like obsessed with her and was like let me in i want into this place that i can no longer go into and she i just remember her being so consistently like on she was like on her last nerve Mm -hmm. so i can't even it's bad enough that like joey is in like this weird situation but I just imagine if you have like other forces just like pressing on you and pushing on you that it is on yeah. Joey should want first of all his own place. Yeah, I think would you when you're a. I love that he wants to like help these kids. Why am I talking about it like he's a real person? He's not a real person. No. Let's focus back on Adam. <laughs> well, and and it, there is something about I lived in a studio and then by the sixth or seventh month of my studio I had a friend move to Chicago and they shared a studio with me. It was a very small studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I thought about it and, and for I guess for a year and three months I never had a door. Oh, wow. Well, to like shut and sleep or like to just to go away. Mm-hmm. And it's so um, important. It is. And so... You forget that. I... Uh, I, I, I understand Joey. And, and the good thing is when I was living in a living room these ladies that I was living with the two girls they were hardly ever home. So I, we sure. never crossed paths, but Joey sleeping in that living room. The um, most foot traffic. The most foot traffic. Possible. These girls are getting up, going to school in the mornings. Joey obviously doesn't have a full-time job. Right. No. So, but he can never sleep in. Yeah. So he wakes yeah. up and takes care of Michelle, I guess, or just leaves her alone in a room. Well, of course that's why he's so obsessed with the kids, because he's not got nothing else going on in his life. You wake up and you see, like, children looking at you, and you're like, I guess this is what I invest in every fucking day. 
Brandon, do you have any questions for Adam, or do you want to jump to your uh, your go-to question? I think I'll jump to my go-to question. Okay. Um, uh, Adam, so my go-to question is a two-parter here. A lot of the characters in the show end up having catchphrases, like Stephanie Ooh. says, how rude, and Joey says... Cut it out. Cut it out. No. Jesse, have mercy. Um, my question to you is, A, did you have a catchphrase when you were a kid? That's something that you said a lot. And B, do you have something you consider your catchphrase now? I say, right now, I say, uh, fantastic a lot. Fantastic. No. <laughs> no. You, you have a stogie in your mouth and you turn to the camera and go, fantastic. fantastic. Like, that's fantastic. I say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I say it too much, especially when I'm, like, teaching kids. Because they're going to think, oh, I'm fantastic. Even if it's not good, I'm just like, fantastic. All right. <laughs> Even if I don't think their work's that great. Um, yeah, it's a way to, like, sort of grease the wheels. Like, yeah. all right, we're moving on. <laughs> fantastic. Let's work on this. But it was Fantastic. And uh, I guess as a kid, um, I remember trying to have cool catchphrases, working really hard at it. There was a movie called Three Ninjas. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was probably my favorite movie of all time. I can say the whole movie. Um, you but, can recite the entire movie? Yeah. What's the first line of Three Ninjas? Last Dear? summer, me and my brothers, my brothers and I, whatever. We spent the summer the way we always do, at our grandpa's cabin. <laughs> yeah, why most kids are at some stupid camp. Me and my brothers, my brothers and I, Whatever. We spent the summer <laughs> learning old-fashioned, really cool ninja stuff from our Japanese grandfather. Most mornings began the same way. Each day, he'd wake us up with a different test. Um, and then <laughs> cut not... to interior. Yep, cut that's... to interior. They try to take jelly beans and stuff from Tum Tum. Um, see, this admit... is incredible. I There's a character we're... named Tum Tum. Is that the grandpa? Tum Tum, Rocky, and Colt. No. Yeah, Tum Tum's oh. the youngest one. The youngest. Because his energy begins and ends with his stomach. <laughs> his he name is Tum Tum? Be... He yeah. shall be known as Tum Tum. And he shall be known as... Tom Tom, Tom, Tom Tom, the ancient, <laughs> the ancient name as Tom Tom. Uh, so I there's a. Um... Oh yeah, so what? Yeah, you, yeah, so yeah. you were trying. I was trying, and there's a scene in there that's completely ridiculous. Um, and Rocky, to defend the honor of his girl, has to play. He he won't fight these guys who have taken his girlfriend's bike. Mm. So he plays. He says he challenged them to a game of basketball. Colt and Rocky, their brothers, fight mm-hmm. these two bullies in basketball. Colt and Rocky, mm-hmm. great. That's their ninja names. Um, and uh, Rocky's leaving his girlfriend, and she's like, "Would you stop showing off?" And it's the coolest fucking thing. He has a, he has his hat on backwards, and he goes, "I'm not showing off. I'm playing basketball." And I I used to try to say that, and whenever I could, no one ever told me to stop showing off though. But I used to, <laughs> I I always just wanted to be like, "I'm playing basketball." Like my mom would be like, "Come inside. I'm playing basketball." Um, I, like, I guess it's not really a catchphrase. No, but like, but you were like pulling it directly. I tried to like force it. Play. Yeah, you wanted it to be a part of like your vernacular. Yeah, and I imagine like there's thing. things that people remember growing up, and like that's their that's their definition of cool. I just thought it was the coolest. Grow thing. up, Adam. I'm not grown up. I'm playing basketball. I wish. Yeah, and everyone that he dunks. They're in like fourth grade, and he dunks. Like he's a ninja. skies, like free throw line dunks. <laughs> he's a ninja. He is, and uh, and and at the end, everyone cheers. So that was, that was one of them. Were there other things that you tried to? Sure, I used to. Yeah, I mean, I I used to try to put in things from ninja movies all the time. Um, I was really into martial arts in like nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties action movies. Um, Three Ninjas specifically, I think. Um, 
out of place kids, anything that had someone out of place and then they had to work their way or like earn respect to people. Right. Even though they never did anything, they don't need to earn the respect. They're being nice people. Movies people. about uh, white kids like finding an entry point yep. into an yeah. ancient lot Eastern culture. A lot of that. lot of that. That uh, Brandon would then proceed to debase and demean at any given opportunity. Oh, you want to get to my cut off? Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I Three Ninjas specifically was always a big, a big one for me. And there's a deleted scene of Three Ninjas where they... Uh, meet up with those bullies again the bully's like yeah you got pretty lucky on the court and Rocky kicks their ass like throat punches what? yeah that's not the way of the ninja leaves them unconscious on the ground basically maybe it is the way of the ninja Um, man well Adam I've got to say me and John are really looking forward to being guests on your uh, Three Ninjas podcast (laughs) where you break it down from scene to scene every episode (laughs) of your podcast is a scene Scene. from Uh, Three three Ninjas ninjas. alright guys get ready for it I can't believe this episode was two hours and 45 minutes this is a long breakdown of that first scene (laughs) my brothers my brothers and I alright my brothers and I it sets up the relationship perfectly yeah they're just bickering they're having a good time if you you taught a screenwriting class to kids you'd be like look we're starting with Three Ninjas and working out begin with Three Ninjas, Home Alone meets Ninja Turtles. Um, John Turntop directed that movie, who also directed the movie Phenomenon with, uh, with <laughs> John Turtle Top. Yeah, yeah, with uh, John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Turtle. All right, Adam. Thank you so. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much it's for great coming to be in here. today, <laughs> Brandon. Give us a clue as to what we'll be watching next time around. Yes, next episode is called The Big Three O. Which is Danny's surprise birthday party features a big surprise. His beloved car at the bottom of the San Francisco Bay. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you have not taken the time to give us a five-star review on iTunes, please go into the iTunes store, search How Rude. It'll immediately come up. Make that happen. It's it's great to read your feedback. Don't give us, don't give us anything less than five stars, or else I'll come to your house with a pen in my hand. The pen you I hold now. Go to their house and do something very full housey to them. Yeah. Ooh, like what? <laughs> Put their car at the bottom of the <laughs> You can also send feedback to the How Rude Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook page that uh, you can watch these episodes as we go along through these uh, seasons. Uh, we post daily motion links and you can watch these episodes of Voy House with us. And Brandon, am I missing anything? Thank we're you to well, Carrie Davenport for making our music, of course. Yeah, and we're available on iTunes. A variable. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my sushi roll. You should feel We're available on iTunes and Stitcher. AP speech lessons. And our Lipson website. Yes. I'm never going to let you kiss me again, John. This is the moment where we go around the horn, say our names, and then we also say the phrase, how rude together. Oh, is there anything you want to plug, Adam? Oh, yeah. This won't come uh, out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple but... of sure. Um, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. at the Playground Theater for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm in a show with Brandon called Group yeah. Therapy. Brandon who? Shock me. I don't know who that is. Uh, it's called Group Therapy, <laughs> and we basically do a group therapy session and improvise off of the themes and uh, issues discussed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Great show. Yeah, it's... Thank you. Yes. I, I, I have a great time doing it. And... Uh, yeah, look, uh, I'm on a Herald team called The Ruckus at I.O., Improv yeah. Olympic, formerly Improv Olympic. You can look on the I.O. website, iochicago.com, mm-hmm. I think. That's yeah, it. something think, like yeah. that. And uh, you can look for us. We perform uh, uh, all of the, uh, every week in June. So uh, look for us and awesome. come out. Have fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, for the How Rude podcast, you know, keep playing basketball. Keep, keep, this, keep the dream alive. 
Uh, my, uh, I'm Jonathan Pernasek. I'm Brandon Shockney. I'm Adam Archer. And we'll see you next time on How Rude. How Lude. Somebody stole my ancient fruit. <laughs> How will I play the music of the dragon? <laughs> Somebody has written a new for house episode. <laughs> no. Who was he? Brandon, stop saying these things. Oh, no. All of Sorry. these things. It's not me. Jeff Franklin. <laughs>